to another episode of TPA Tidbits, a Sentinel Pension podcast. Uh, my name is Melissa Torito, and I am the host for this podcast. I've got a lovely co-host here today, Maggie Robinson, who has been a co-host on other episodes, correct, Maggie? Yeah, I think one other one. And is our permanent co-host on our Louisiana Ladies podcast. Shameless plug. Shameless plug right there. So today, uh, we are going to talk about notices, right? Annual notices, that have to go out that people may or may not read, but it's a requirement that they need to go out. Um, typically, Maggie, it's between what November first to November thirtieth, or at least by November thirtieth. Yes. Okay. Can you walk us through some of the notices that have to go out? So, um, depending on your plan, um, you could be required to supply notices. If your plan is a safe harbor notice, there's one for that. If your plan has a QDIA, which is a qualified default investment fund, you could have a notice for that. Um, auto enrollment, let's see. Um, fee disclosure notice. A fee disclosure, everyone should have that one. Yes. That is just letting people know how much they're paying to participate in the plan. Um, and then not to further confuse anything, but we are still in the restatement period that we talked about a few episodes ago. So the summary plan description also has to be sent to everyone. And all of these notices, so you've got the annual notices. So yeah. your Safe Harbor, your QDIA, and your Auto Enroll are really the three notices that I would say are like the quote-unquote annual notices. That's mm-hmm. part of a package that we end up putting together. And they're plan specific. And they are plan specific. The fee disclosure notice has kind of a wacky rule to it. It's like every 14 months or something like that, it has to be sent out. We've just internally adopted, including that, or letting plan sponsors know that that needs to go out as part of the annual notice package. Mm-hmm. Uh, fee disclosure notice also needs to go out whenever, if something changes on the participant level. Uh, and then your SPD, when you restate your document, that is has to go out within 210 days oh my gosh you with these numbers <laughs> sometimes i amaze myself but um 210 days after the restatement period so i don't know who exactly is going to keep up with you know and make sure they send it out by you know the 210th day i think it's just a good practice you know you can include that with the annual notices as well mm-hmm. so the question that we get a lot though maggie is the three questions that i wrote down yes. was what is Look at it? that. It's like you knew I was going to say that. Yeah. We didn't what, prep for this. <laughs> what is it? Yeah. Who needs to receive it? And by what means can I get it to them? That mm-hmm. is the three common questions. Well, that. let's talk about this. Go ahead. So we talked about what it was. Um, who needs to receive it? This one, I think um, sometimes people can get confused. But anyone who is eligible for the plan needs to receive it. And anyone who has a balance in the plan. Mm-hmm. So I, I got this question the other day. Um because it's telling people about the plan, I think that's that's the thing to remember. Like, even if they don't have a balance in the plan, it doesn't really affect them yet. They are eligible to be in the plan, so they need to know about the plan. So that's one way to remember that. Yeah. Who it needs to go to. When in doubt, send it to everyone. Yeah. Honestly, that's what I want to tell people. It's Just like, send it to everyone. Because if not, you're like, you're, you're letting people know about the plan before it even applies to them. So not a bad practice. Right. Right, and that makes it a little bit easier, just to be honest. It does. You can you can get penalized for not sending the notice to somebody that it needs to be sent to, but I'm pretty sure you don't get penalized the other way Over around. Over-informing. Right. Right. Yes. So, um, and by what means can I get it to them? So, this one, 
This one. Oh, it's a funky rule. Yeah. I usually tell plan sponsors if they have access to a computer in their normal work. It's an integral part of their job duties. Yes. Mm -hmm. You can send it to their email address. Right. Because the whole point, correct me if I'm wrong, but the whole point from my understanding is to ensure receipt of the notice. Mm -hmm. That so if you if you're sending it to someone's Gmail account that they may or may not have provided you, like, you know, it was like their secondary email address. Well, you don't really know if they're going to actually read it or not. So as the plan sponsor, you don't have to ensure that people are actually reading and understanding the notice. You just have to make sure that they can get it to a place that they can read it if they are so inclined to do so. Yes. Right? Yeah. I think that's the the gist of it. Yeah. So um, someone asked me the other day, can I post it to the internet? Pretty sure that all employees have to opt in to the internet, so they're signing like a, a consent to receive things on the internet. So I think that would be a a viable way to get the participant notices to. Yeah, and so I think one of the things too is that you're right; they do have to employees have to consent to the notice requirement. But I will interpret that as if somebody's if you're onboarding a new employee at your company. And part of that is an electronic delivery process of, hey, your pay stubs are going to be here. You know, this is how we do everything. I would say that the 401k plan, that is acceptable. Now, if you still mail out pay stubs or you do paper checks and every other communication is mailed or or put on somebody's desk, Mm -hmm. you cannot just arbitrarily decide that you're going to, because the 401k notices could be 20 to 30 pages long, depending on how many you have. You cannot arbitrarily decide that you're just going to go ahead and send that one electronically because it's a lot of paper. Right. Would you agree with that? Right. Yeah. That's not how your employees are expecting. Correct. um, To receive it. Um, And e-delivery too. If you're going to email it, one other thing is do not just send the email without any explanation of the notice. You really need to send an email with what it is and that they can obtain a paper copy if they want. Charge. Yep. Um, and uh, I would say even if you're posting it to the internet, I would say there still probably needs to be some sort of communication whether, you know, I think some companies when they post documents to an internet, people might automatically be notified, mm-hmm. right? And just as long as there's a description of that document on the internet. Yes. That is the question I usually ask plan sponsors. Like, are you going to notify them or will the system notify them that something has been posted? Um, And also, I would say, you know, some record keepers work with plan sponsors on on sending out those notices. So if you have any questions about that and your record keeper in particularly, I think that would be a good conversation to have, like how they can support you in in doing that. And I know we are very hands-on with our notices with our clients. Yeah. So a lot of the record keepers, that's another great point. A lot of the record keepers do have an e-delivery type service that I do believe that the participant has to opt into. So um, our plans with Nationwide, I get my statement e-delivery, but I literally had to opt into that. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, um, again, I don't think you can just arbitrarily do that. But the record, the good thing about the record keepers is they have the they have the mechanisms to do this. They have an audit trail. They can go and say, oh, we sent it out to these people, you know, at this time, you you know, in their system. They could probably even see who ended up opening the email as opposed to if I send it out from Outlook, I'm going to have to be like, wait, did I send it to Maggie? Let me go into my sent emails and make sure that I sent it to Maggie. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, excellent point too, Maggie. And then when in doubt, if you don't have an email address, 
Sorry, guys. Snail mail it. Mm -hmm. Just stick it in the mail and snail mail it. You know, um, I will say that I've never actually personally seen, um, you know, an auditor track down all of the notices, but they do ask the question about the notices, right? And I find that when you said that, you know, plan sponsors say, well, what is it? It's just because it can be a little overwhelming, right? And if you make a change mid-year, there's another notice. It 5,500 has a notice. There's just notices galore. I think the same thing is kind of true for health insurance plans too. Um, so we're here to help with that endeavor. We keep up with it. We let people know what it needs to be sent out. Yeah. I think also just the timing of it. At the end of the year, you know, people are gearing up for the holidays. It's just a busy time of year. Mm-hmm. So get it off your list, mark it, mark it complete so you can move on to, you know, end of the year activities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holiday stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else, Maggie? I think that's it. I will say that I've never had anyone in our firm opt out of e-delivery and ask me for a paper copy. So, I mean, if they, do you read the emails that I send out, Maggie? I do, but uh, it certainly helps to be on the inside and know, and know what it is. Yeah. So, and again, a lot of the notices, um, the fee disclosure notice is supposed to be, I think this is actually comical. One of the regulations about, the language in the fee disclosure notice is that it's supposed to be very understandable to people. <laughs> I kid you not. Like this is it, it, this is in some sort of regulation. Mm-hmm. It is the least understandable notice that you could possibly have. I'd say the summary annual report is a little bit more understandable than the fee disclosure notice. But alas, you still have to send it out to your participants. Yes. I mean, you might get a gold star if you ask about it. <laughs> right. Ask your plan sponsor about your disclosure. Right. So... I think to sum it up, it is an extra administrative task that has to be done. We try to do as much as we can, and we work with the plan sponsors in terms of, hey, your record keeper offers e-delivery. Let's opt into that, right? And now, and we track, right, Maggie, mm-hmm. like who has e-delivery, who doesn't. And so it's really very personalized. Um, you know, we don't necessarily send out mass emails to all of our clients and expect them to know exactly what we're talking about. So, and like I said, when in doubt, if you have a ton of people, and let's say you have a three-month waiting period, send it to everyone. Literally say these are this is the annual retirement plan package notices. You know, let us know if you have any questions. So, I think that will do it, right? Yep. Notices, notices, notices. Mm -hmm. The most wonderful time of the year. (laughs) And like I want to tell plan sponsors, we have two hundred plans that we are like, are they safe harbor? Auto enroll? Do they have a QDIA? Um, I feel like we're like missing something. I I, I was thinking that too, but um, can't think of the other one off the top of my head. Auto enroll, auto escalate. I think it's it's those are like the three main ones. The QDIA notices. So when I first started, me and Casey were doing the notice oh, project yeah. together. Yeah, I feel like it was. And giant. we had like a giant stack of paper. Yeah. And we're like, what in the world are we doing? What do we do with all of this? Yes, we have streamlined our process. <laughs> just a, this is a fun memory. But I will say, so the the um, Department of Labor did issue new guidance on e-delivery. I mean, like eight years ago, it was basically like you had to get somebody sign, to sign something in writing mm-hmm. to be able to do e-delivery. Yeah. I'm like, that kind of defeats the purpose. Just might as well just give it to them on paper. So they've streamlined it a little bit to make it to where, okay, we're a CPA firm, TPA practice, we're in front of our computers enough times during the day, you know, to be able to, to I know that people are receiving. Yeah. <laughs> As you get a notification, get a notification on your computer. For my next meeting. <laughs> anyway, so like I said, thank you, Maggie, for joining me today. 
Thanks for having me. You guys can certainly check out our website at www.choosesentinel.com. has all of our contact information on there. I'm happy to help with whatever questions you have, especially as we're going into the end of the year where I feel like random stuff comes up. So, uh, yeah, we'll talk to everybody soon. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.